of your weekend breakfast with Rifilwe Mbakanyane on 702. Let's walk the talk. We're talking parenting now with our parenting expert, uh, author and speaker, Nikki Bush. And uh, today, Nikki is going to unpack for us how children learn what they live. Um, Sure, very important conversation to have. Nikki Bush, good morning. Good morning, Rufiwe. So how you're unspooling for us how children uh, learn what they live. And what do you mean by this? I'm already thinking, oh, Nikki wants us to be angels, to be on point, (laughs) (laughs) to be on our A-game all the time. The pressure. (laughs) Shall we start with something fun? And it really is that... You know, when I say children learn what they live, they learn a lot of stuff through osmosis. Mm. We don't have to sit them down and give them a lecture. This is a very visual generation. And so whatever they see, they absorb. And yes, that does mean that we have to be quite aware of what we're doing and what we're saying in the world. But let me kick off with what happened yesterday. So my parents are living with me at the moment Mm -hmm. while they are moving house. And yesterday, my dad, um, I came through uh, to the breakfast table and he was eating cornflakes. Now, Mm. my dad has eaten cornflakes for as long as I've known him. And not only cornflakes, but you have cornflakes with milk and sugar and sliced banana. Okay, yes. Okay, so I looked at this and I thought, well, I haven't had this forever. And it just reminds me of my childhood. So Mm. I also had cornflakes with my sliced banana. Mm -hmm. And that made me think about a ritual that we used to have on a Sunday morning when I was a child. That he used to, I used to go with him on a Sunday morning to to the local um, uh, uh, grocery store and get hot rolls. And that was the Sunday morning treat with fresh hot rolls with lashings of butter and then whatever you wanted, whether it was bovril or marmalade or whatever it was. But that was a little bonding moment that um, he created inadvertently. He wasn't thinking that he was creating a family ritual. He wasn't thinking he was creating family heritage. But what do children remember much, much later on in their lives that they look back on and they go, oh, that reminds me of my dad or that's what we used to do. What mm. are the stories that um, we are creating within our family? What's the narrative that they might even be passing on to their own children one day? Because it just becomes part of the DNA of the family. And then I recently went to a memorial service for a high school friend of mine's dad. And I just remember in my teenage years visiting that home often. And at four o'clock every afternoon, without fail, his mum would roll out the tea trolley. Mm. And whether you were doing your homework or you were in a swimming pool or wherever you were, everybody would congregate on the patio and have a cup of tea. And it was one of those stopping moments, one of those pauses. I actually was thinking about this trolley, this tea trolley thing, and thinking, you know, with lockdown and how everybody's been at home, um, it's one of those things that one could definitely, you don't have to have a tea trolley, but have tea time. Sure. You know, and sure. it doesn't have to have cake and biscuits and stuff, but it's a stopping moment where we get to communicate and connect and share. And those are things that we need to do perhaps a little more deliberately these days. So what is it 
that creates your family brand. And togetherness moments and rituals are very much part of that. And let's not forget that families are the fundamental unit of society today. Mm -hmm. So I know Heritage Day is very much about, you know, South Africa and our country and all of those things. I've actually just come back from a a morning walk. And it's just amazing to see how many people were out and about cycling and walking and um, being with each other while they're exercising. And we have this beautiful country with beautiful weather. That's part of our heritage of utilizing our environment, our outdoor environment. Mm. Sure. Such, you know, it really is beautiful. The sort of the picture that you've painted growing up, that ritual with your father. Um, and as you say, there's things that contribute to, you know, your own family's heritage, your own family's identity, right? Uh, we've spoken about family brands before. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's definitely intentional. And this is just such a lovely way of just setting up these sort of horizons of expectations for children about who you are, what you prioritize, what you value, how you value them um, in small ways. I love the bread ritual. We had our own little one, you know, Astoria Bakery out there in Ramburg. I don't know if it still exists. And, you know, picking up pastries there and very much a yeah. Sunday morning thing. Or once a year, you knew that you go down to Durban because dad is running the comrades and, um, <laughs> you know, the go. whole. The whole process and ritual of cheering everybody on and going to the sea and then coming back. And, you know, it really, really does so much for who you think of yourselves or who you understand yourselves to be as families. Um, And even just those incidental habits, right? Because if dad is an athlete and he runs these marathons, then you all run or active and you do stuff and you move your bodies because, I mean, this is what we do as a family. So, yeah, those those other incidental sort of spinoffs aside from... Cohe- a cohesive unit and a happy unit or, you know, a, a sort of family identity. Um, so, Nikki, children learn what they live, but at the same time, what you're also talking about, you're also talking about sameness and diversity, both have a place in the family unit. Um, what are you highlighting there? Hmm. So, sameness would be, you know, perhaps sharing values with each other, seeing the world through the same lens, could be same race, could be same religion, could be same sex. So I want people to think about a Venn diagram, you know, with those three circles that intersect um, that you would have learnt in maths. So sameness will be where our circles actually intersect with each other. And I think so often we, we think of things like race, gender and and religion as those those three pillars but there's way more there's way more than that as well because it might be that maybe you've got a family of four and you've got two introverts and two extroverts so two people share something um with each other mm-hmm. uh, maybe you've got um and I, and I think back to my husband and my my children um my my eldest son and my husband used to cycle together so they had that passion they loved things like um cars and anything with a motor you know they had so much to talk about because Mm -hmm. they had similar interests and with my youngest son the commonality that my husband had was sport watching sport on tv cricket rugby completely different sports Mm -hmm. to the ones that he would have um you know participated in or watched with my eldest son um and then when we think of diversity and you know we often talk about 
diversity in the workplace you know brings richness and wealth and it does because we do need to be able to have people with different viewpoints so that we can get different perspectives on the world um, and and that's one of the thing one of the reasons why diversity is so valued in the workplace because if we all think the same way we actually get stuck in an echo chamber where we just hear the same stuff being repeated back at us, a little bit like that algorithm on Facebook, mm. you know, and social mm. media and Netflix even that feeds you the, the same content over and over again. And you start thinking that's the only way the world is. So it's really important that we actually listen to other points of view. Now, this could include, say, in a family setting, um, having conversations around um, politics, around different types of religions, different beliefs. You know, children need to grow up understanding that there's not just one way to live in the world, one way to be in the world. This is how we do it in our family. This mm -hmm. is how what we believe, this is how we do life. But not everybody does life this way. And your children only have to have a few, um, you know, friends of perhaps of different religions, etc. And they go and have a sleepover and they discover things are quite different. And as parents, we also need to paint that picture for our children that, that different people do life differently. It's not necessary necessarily that they're wrong it's just that they're different and it can bring extraordinary richness to a child's life to to have a diversity of friendships as well mm, absolutely all right so rituals practices passed down from generation to generation that do form part of a heritage i guess uh, much about heritage um, as intentional as you can be about the values that you're trying to pass on to your children um you know in the nuclear family but uh, heritage is also one of those things where it, it sticks if it's uh, if if it uh, is uh, what if if it resonates <laughs> with the people, um, you know the the people in your family with your children with their children, um, and it sticks. I guess if it remains relevant, but uh, not necessarily something you can always um, actually create. But it's it's something that happens despite you sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think I think we really need to focus on those really easy things. This is not difficult stuff to do. It could be something as small as lighting candles at the dinner table at the end of the day. And when you blow them out, to perhaps blow them out with a wish or a prayer. You know, that could be something that you do where as you blow the candles out, let's think about people less fortunate than ourselves or who's going through a tough time right now. Or let's just blow out the candles thinking of everybody in the world who's perhaps suffering from COVID right now. You know, that would be um, something really special to do. And rituals come in so many different shapes and forms from weekly to bedtime rituals to seasonal rituals and holiday rituals and family celebration rituals, religious and coming of age or rites of passage. Never forget how important that is. Mm -hmm. You know, how you celebrate the movement from preschool to primary school, from primary school to high school, the bar mitzvahs, the bat mitzvahs, you know, the christenings, the naming ceremonies, all those things, how we do weddings, how we do funerals, is all part and parcel of how we do life. And we haven't even got to speaking about the fact that children also take on how we speak to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if a child lives with criticism, they learn to condemn. If they live with hostility, they learn to fight. 
If they live with ridicule, they learn to be shy. If they live with shame, they learn to feel guilty. But if they live with security, they learn to have faith. If they live with fairness, they learn justice. If they live with praise, they learn to appreciate. So let's just be maybe a little more aware of those things. I don't think we need to obsess over them, but I think just become more aware because children are actually very visual. It's not a a do-as-I-say generation. It's a do-as-I-do. Do Do what they will do what they see more than what they hear. Mm, Sure. Very important words to remember. Nikki, um, the toy feature, the toy review for today, what have you got for us? Okay, so I have got the Simple Dimple and the Super Dimple. (laughs) Mm -hmm. These are from Children in Motion, and they're that nice little, if it's Christmas time, stocking filler, otherwise a nice pocket money type um, thing to go and buy. And the Super Dimple is 99 Rand, and the Simple Dimple is 69 Rand. Now, um, I want you to visualize uh, a white plastic, hard plastic frame with these bright silicon bubbles on it. Um, There's a bright green, bright pink, bright blue, bright orange, bright yellow. I'm not sure if you've got a picture in front of you, but um, you can press these, um, these dimples. Okay, I don't know if you can hear this as I'm pressing them. Yeah. So they make a nice pop sound and um, what this could be a baby toy for example it could be used as a teether and then a fascination toy as the baby presses these silicon bumps so to speak and then a toddler will very quickly work out cause and effect so they'll work out if they push the dimple down it pops out on the other side making a really rewarding popping noise and this is big enough because it's bigger than my hand, um, that with a toddler you can actually fill it with little things like uh, raisins or raisins and peanuts and um, maybe Rice Krispies, and they could use this to move things around and eat them. So a fine motor coordination exercise here. It's a, fa- a real fascination toy. I actually have it on my desk and I play with it while I'm on the phone. Well, listen, I think uh, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, I guess, a 3.0 of uh, fidget spinners and all those lovely things that we were playing yes. with years ago to keep and ourselves busy. That we had earlier this year. And the puppets that were all over schools. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Now, my son, who's in his 20s, was sitting at my desk the other day and he saw this uh, super dimple, but he also saw the simple dimple mm. which has got two little dimples and it's actually on a little key ring thing so it can you can add this he said can i please have one for my key ring and he just sat there um playing with this it's a stress reliever you know Absolutely. because it's actually proprioception it's pushing and pulling and i'm i'm playing with a little one now. i actually love the little one for myself and he said this is really cool can i have one and so what are the skills here for a child it's fine motor control it's eye-hand coordination. It's proprioception, which is that pushing against something and getting feedback through mm-hmm. the muscles and the joints. And it's sensory processing. So this is the kind of thing I would keep in my car if I was a parent. And this is the kind of thing that instead of playing with, with your cell phone, hand this back to your toddler in the back seat and they will enjoy playing with it. So mm-hmm. the stockists are Lilliput's Green Busters. P&A and some pick and pays have got them as well. So 99 Rand for the Super Dimple and 69 Rand for the Simple Dimple. And it really is about tactile play and the rewarding sound and the, the experience when you push these dimples and you're know, in and out. Lovely stuff. Always a pleasure. Nikki Bush, looking forward to our conversation next uh, weekend.